Good afternoon, guys. I'm Gabriel Hernandez. I'm Pravdi Benwait. I'm Jade Ramirez. And I'm Justin Cormier. Going over today's topic, the world of education. Okay, so today in our episode, we're going to be talking about uh, the comparisons and the contrast between USA's education system, Denmark's, and Japan's. We're going to be going over what USA can learn from the Japan and the Japanese and the Denmark education systems. And yeah, so we're going to start off with Denmark. Okay, so what I found about Denmark is that their school is a lot cheaper than in the U.S. Their public schooling and their education system is paid by taxes and they're free of charge. In the U.S., it is also paid by taxes and they're also commonly free of charge. So what do you think you got, what do you guys think that Denmark is doing differently that the U.S. isn't that we could implement? Well, like we said in the last podcast that USA's, uh, the USA's population is only contributing 2% of the taxes towards education. So I feel like maybe it is that Denmark is putting out more money towards the education system, right? So maybe that's something that we can learn from them is to obviously put more money towards education and prioritize better. That's a good point. Um, I mean, yeah, because like with more taxes comes like more like steadier wages for mm-hmm. teachers, which like we said in the last podcast, it just like is like a rolling effect where if you give the teachers more money, they'll be more motivated to do their work better. And there'll be more to, of them. As yeah, a, and yeah. there will be more teachers, which leads to being able to teach more students like one on one and individual. Do you think it's like that in Denmark class. where teachers are actually more appreciated? over yeah. there rather than the u.s definitely because like the u.s kind of has like a culture of like not diminishing the teacher's worth but like not appreciating Valuing it for it all, enough, all it yeah. is so definitely like probably in Denmark, denmark they have like more i don't know what the mm-hmm. word is like appreciation mm-hmm. for them why, why do you think the americans don't like really appreciate like teachers i think they just don't have enough value countries. because they're not so like for example like we value basketball players we value like all these athletes and like surgeons and stuff because I think we're more used to seeing him like oh like surgeons save lives but I guess we don't realize the impact that teachers make until we look at it from this perspective that like oh USA's education system is doing far worse than like say Denmark's is why because maybe teachers are more appreciated they're getting more money they're getting more income and they're overall just happier with like what they're doing their worth is basically based on salary yeah Okay, so going off of you guys' responses, I actually want to talk about how teachers are in Denmark. So, the Danish believe that being around other children and integrating is important. Children are exposed to personal development, language, and social skills. Mm. With this, that means that, for example, I found that in grades 4 through 6, their children are taught by a team of teachers rather than just mm. one teacher to 20-something students. So, they get more of a one-on-one experience mm-hmm and they have the ability to choose their own textbooks, materials, and methods of teaching. See, I think that's really important because they're getting different perspectives if they're learning from five different teachers. Like that's- Yeah, kind of like where you would get going for a tutoring class or Mm -hmm. something. Yeah, you're getting that different view, different strategies, because every student learns differently. Like we were talking about learning styles, right? And one, like your main purpose, one of it is to Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, like, my purpose of education, I said that it's to discover your own 
weak subjects, your skills, your strengths, and your learning methods through school. Mm-hmm. So this is like goes hand in hand. Like the children have a better ability in getting a better education if they're not competing with the twenty other students mm-hmm. in the classroom. So the teachers are able to like directly individualize their yes, curriculum exactly. and the fact that they're allowed to choose their own textbooks whichever mm-hmm. whichever style appeals to them because some textbooks can be very like wordy and we might not like that whereas someone else might and like visual the education in the u.s is very like standardized yeah. so if you don't complement the way that it is set Instant, for everyone yeah. mm-hmm. then you're going to have more trouble than others and that's what we were talking about in our last episodes the standardization of education here so maybe that's something else that the USA can learn from Denmark do you know why if Denmark has always been like that or they've well, changed over I think time? they have been like that because they're considered the happiest nation um, like compared well happiest nation on the planet mm-hmm. and compared to the US uh, their self-reported happiness is higher in Denmark than anywhere else so I think with this, the students definitely don't have as big of an issue with mental health as the students in the U.S. do, Mm -hmm. as all their stats are way better than those of the U.S. So Mm -hmm. I think they have been this way for a long time as they have found, like, success in their ways, so. Yeah, because, like, I feel like individualizing education creates less stress for the students. Like, from my personal experience, I know that some teachers teach completely different than how I'm I'm like learning mm-hmm. and so it makes it very difficult for me to understand what they're learning which creates stress because I feel like I'm not doing well mm-hmm. in the class and I'm not learning in the class like I'm whereas supposed others to. that might like that teaching style are fine yeah they thrive and like <laughs> well, I'm over here like struggling like, struggling <laughs> yes. a lot and like you know like stressing over every single piece of homework because mm-hmm. I just don't understand compared to people who are used to learning like in that, that way in mm-hmm. that type of way and so they just like thrive off of it mm-hmm. I would like to ask how long are the school hours at? Um, well, their school hours are very similar to ours, so they mostly all end by 5 p.m. and begin in the morning. Um, going off of, like, I guess their day-to-day education and, like, how their grade levels are set up and such, um, students don't receive grades until the eighth grade. So all throughout oh, wow. their, like, primary education, they're just basically focused on helping their children grow rather than, oh, if you can pass a test or not. Putting a number on them. So like yeah. you said, that goes like hand in hand with their mental health because us, since pre-K, we're turning in yeah. assignments and receiving a grade for those. And those... That grade represents exactly. us. Yeah. So you're telling me I was worried about my cursor <laughs> over here and then yes. over there I could have been thriving? Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it's not that you don't learn. It's that like that pressure isn't there when mm-hmm. something that like that is set up yeah like from like if you are stressed out as a like from from like a really young age and you're stressed out for like years on end every single school year i feel like that definitely takes a toll on you mm-hmm. for sure. versus if up. until eighth grade like you don't even have to worry about your grades you're just worried about like learning it and like actually understanding it and i'm pretty sure it's not like one day they just throw a grade and they're like okay you're gonna start getting graded i think it's like yeah. a gradual process yes. they probably have they're definitely yeah. more prepared Mm-hmm. to receive higher grades than yeah. we are because mm-hmm. yeah. like it seems as if they wouldn't be prepared enough for whenever they actually start getting grades 
but you can tell by their ranking on the education mm -hmm. how, uh, well survey, they're how well mm -hmm. they're actually doing so maybe we should take part of that mm -hmm. and like maybe stop giving grades so early like even in elementary school I remember you worrying have, about my grades mm -hmm. you have that little report card yeah and that's kind of like ridiculous because I shouldn't have to worry about that I should be worrying about actually learning especially Wait. being involved with like magnet and GT uh -huh, yeah. all of that like the separation of like oh these are the smarter people oh mm -hmm. you guys are like the you know less smart. I feel like that creates like classes within a school system mm -hmm. and that's with kids like starting at the age of yeah. like five. So yeah. in the US we kind of keep track of all this through report cards. Mm -hmm. how, how do how does Denmark keep track of all that prog progress well, of the student? After they start receiving their grades in eighth grade they take a final exam or a series of final exams during their ninth grade the year after and that's basically what determines if they are able to go to a trade school or if they are able to continue their education. So like any progress before eighth grade is not really... I'm pretty sure it's well, it, it, it is recorded and like taken account for because obviously if you're not behaving well, if you're not showing like progress. improvement mm -hmm. or progress, then they're not gonna keep pushing you to the next exactly. grade level. Mm -hmm. But it's really not until the ninth grade that they really focus on any grades or exam. Oh, okay pretty interesting pretty different than what we see Very. or what we're used to here yeah okay so I want to move on to the topic of well I guess like early education because I found that in Danish school systems all students that like participate or are enrolled in a Danish school are involved in a mandatory program called step-by-step as early as preschool so they learn about like empathy and like problem solving and self-control oh, okay. <laughs> so I think that also goes like with the attitudes of students mm -hmm. and like how they evolve into their careers and like as people because we definitely aren't taught that and if we do have those programs they're very expensive yeah like here I know we have like a little bit of like learning morals and stuff like that within the first few years of our education like maybe like a little bit of preschool and then like but it's mostly like good versus bad like what you're supposed to do versus what you're not yes. allowed yes. to do we don't really learn like morals or like mm -hmm. I feel like that's more the responsibility of the parents mm -hmm. here. here yeah yeah here but, but I feel like if their education system like you said is doing better than ours then what we could learn from them is that they include that in their curriculum so maybe that's what yeah. we should adopt as well and, and not everybody has a parent or a parental mm -hmm. figure like that who will teach them their morals like they mm -hmm. might maybe teaching them bad morals and then and that's so the thing it's that cycle they weren't taught morals and mm -hmm. ethics by their teachers so then it's just like a cycle of where did like where are the parents supposed to get that information from yeah like I mean that, that kind of links to what I mentioned in last the last podcast where mm -hmm. parents often have different, different perspective on the student's career versus a teacher's career like mm -hmm. that type of stuff yeah, yeah. and I see that Denmark primarily focuses on edu like the teachers influencing the students more than the parents is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely okay so now kind of jumping into Japan's education system um Japan is very different from the USA. They run uh, kind of on similar hours, and I feel like they're a bit more on the rigorous side than Denmark is. So I'd say like they're kind of like the opposite, less similar, because Japan, um, in their schools, at the age of, I'm not sure what age, but when you um, are in high school, you have to take a big exam, and you've been basically preparing for it your entire life. It's kind of like the SAT, but it's given even more emphasis. Um, but 
some, for some reason, the Japanese education system is higher than the USA's, and it's one of the top ones. So I think this is because Japanese schools have heavier emphasis on moral and ethics, and that ties back into the article that we read, Martin Luther King Jr.'s um, editorial, where he talked about how his main purpose of education was to provide um, students with the morals and ethics. And so Japanese schools actually have a moral class. Now, how many of you guys have taken a moral or ethics class? Not I mean, that I, I took remember. humanities, but, but it how wasn't much really, of it? Like, morals I mean, not like in public schools, but possibly like church. Religious, yeah. yeah. Like church. Also, want to mention that schools. humanities isn't required. That yeah. Is, yeah, it's, not it's not regulated. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, but here they're like. They, it's mandatory. They have to take it at a very young age. And it's not like how I was talking about, like, right versus wrong. It's that gray spot that you're going to be sort of, like, kicked into in the real world. Like, there mm-hmm. isn't always a right versus a wrong. There's always, like, you know, the, the, those gray areas. And they're kind of taught that at a very young age. And that also includes, like, a lot of the life skills we were talking about in our last um, podcast about, our, like, our purposes of education include a lot, uh, like, having life skills mm-hmm. Uh, and those opportunities and I feel like this really kind of involves that and also they value manners before knowledge so Japanese schools have no janitors at all because uh, the kids are required to clean up after themselves they also grow their own food which is kind of I guess important because in the real world Somebody doesn't just give you food. You exactly. you have to work for it. You have to buy it. You have to do all of these things. You have to cook it. And so it's kind of a more real-world experience than, like, the USA where, like, you're given everything in front of you and then, you know. It's also kinda. a lot more useful and mm-hmm. a stress reliever almost because mm-hmm. if you know how to grow your own food and you're moving into mm-hmm. your adolescence, you're going to be able to take care of that, mm-hmm. like, yourself, yourself mm-hmm. instead of having to set aside money to go mm. buy groceries to go yeah like it's yeah. having those life skills in the back pocket like mm-hmm. you know they're going to be able to approach situations a lot differently than we do yeah like i think that's really important because um well i i think it's important because like my purpose of education is talking about how we should learn life skills and like in u.s schools we learn nothing like that like we mm-hmm. don't learn we may learn how to clean up stuff like early on but that's usually like a parent for lunch detention (laughs) oh yeah for lunch detention like if you're bad like i don't know i feel like a lot of things like morals or like life skills are put onto the parents but they don't realize that some people don't have those type of people to Mm -hmm. teach them that so that's why it's important for schools to teach different things like especially learning how to pass out food because i remember Mm -hmm. watching in a video yeah about where they like passed out food and they Mm -hmm. and they thanked everybody and they learned their manners yes Mm -hmm. so kind of yeah and it started off from mm -hmm. such an early age that yeah starting from like um kindergarten pre-k in elementary schools students are very interactive with like their schools like they know everything that's going on they know everybody that's there and uh they actually like serve food to each other they like go get the food and like the cartons they come they thank everyone like they're very humble mm -hmm, very humble And so it shows them, like, responsibility and, like, gratefulness starting from a very young age. They're assigned roles, like, oh, this person's supposed to pick up the milk cartons, and they actually recycle them. They wash them out, they take them out, and they recycle them. And so they're taught, like, responsibility and in a different manner. Because, like, in the USA, yes, we're taught responsibility. We have to turn in our work, you know, on time and stuff. Mm -hmm. But this is a different type of responsibility kind of more of real life responsibility. We're more responsible yeah. for ourselves mm-hmm. and our own responsibilities rather than like 
those group. of our community mm-hmm. or of our school. Yeah, and I also wanted to bring up that um, high school isn't necessary in Japan, but high school enrollment is still pretty high. It's 96%. And Japan's one of the best educated populations with 100% enrollment in like the needed uh, classes. I believe it's up to like high school. Uh, and then zero Ill- uh, illiteracy, which means that everybody mm-hmm. at that age, like, they're educated. So mm-hmm. I think that it's really interesting. And these things like life skills, ethics, morals being taught in schools are something that the USA can definitely um, kind of tie into their own education. Do you guys think that it could be that their education system is like teaching different classes and they're able to learn all the skills in a shorter amount of time than we do? Because if their success rates are so high and they attend school for less time than us, then what does that say about our education system? I mean, uh, we can definitely improve it. There's definitely improvement everywhere we've been making our system. Just looking at Japan's the same exact reason, mm-hmm. less time in school could also mean less time to worry about school, you know? More time to learn other things. Yeah. Well, like, in Japan, I was reading about how they actually go after school, too. So they have, like, the same amount of hours as us, and then they go after school, but then they have a longer summer break. They have, like, a super long summer break. But they're given homework for, like, every month. Like, not a lot, but, like, things to, like, kind of keep their brain, like, going yeah. and moving and, like... Do you know if they have a, a winter break in that type of stuff? I'm not sure about, like... Th- I'm pretty sure they have, like, holidays and stuff. But I'm not sure if they have, like, a long, like, two-week... Because like, I know that some countries actually don't really focus on winter breaks or only, like, holidays. Mm-hmm. And that's why summer break becomes longer, longer for some education systems. Probably, yeah. Well, I also wanted to mention that even though Japan's education rate is, like, the highest, their suicide rates are also one of the highest out of the entire world it's been the high it's the highest right now than it's been like in 30 years and so do you guys think that's associated with the education system that is in place or yeah because i noticed how like whenever i was researching denmark a little bit i noticed that it's one of the happiest places like on (laughs) earth and they don't get grades until eighth Mm -hmm. grade versus in japan they're forced to study for this one test and Mm -hmm. it's like all really centralized on this one test and I know they have like one of the, as you said, one of the mm-hmm. highest youth suicide rates, mm-hmm. which definitely correlates to that. Because although Japan is teaching a lot of parts of my purpose of education, I do think that they're missing the mental health aspect, aspect of it. Definitely. And they're definitely not taking care enough of the children that they have, which is causing the children's mental health to deteriorate like super fast. Mm-hmm. So like, what's more important, like having a better education or having a better mental health like state? Like, I feel like they're prioritizing you know, having a better education rather than, like, having what good is the middle ground? ground. I feel like it's definitely possible. Like, you don't even... Like Denmark. Yeah, you don't need a middle... You don't <laughs> yeah. really need a middle ground because Denmark has shown that you can be one of the happiest places on Earth while at the same time having one of the best education rates on Earth. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like both should be prioritized, though. You shouldn't ever choose one over the other because if you f- are too focused on education, then things like what's happening in Japan with a high suicide rate will show up. But if you focus too much on people being happy, then your whole entire education education is just going to mm-hmm. decline super fast. Well, then that's why... I have a question yeah. over that. Are, are there any solutions to that that Japan has thought of? Um, I'm not sure. I, it's kind of a more recent thing. They said from 2016 to th- 2017, like, that's, like, the time where the suicide rates have been increasing, and they think it's due to the emphasis on that one test that I was talking about that they have to take in high school that determines, like, their entire life, yeah. literally. And so... 
I think they've been trying to put less emphasis on that, and I, I, and I believe reading, I read something about them changing that, but I don't think they've actually like, came to a solution like that would work. I've never had to go through something like that where like one small thing that I do, one test that I take, will end up changing my whole entire life. Like we have college applications, and we have we the can, SAT, but SAT, but, but the GPA as, kind of like if you have a high GPA and like a medium or like a lower SAT score, then like mm -hmm. you still will get into good college. Yeah, you're or able you're to like fall back. High. Yeah, but like if it's too focused on one test, I feel like that it mm -hmm. creates like a whole problem for everything. Like yeah. I, I just feel like it totally like. What's the word? Like, I mean, as we're seeing, like, the whole country is, is having high suicidal yeah. rates, well, and that's not good for no one. That's why I think that the USA can take parts of the Japanese mm -hmm. education system and the Denmark education system and kind of combine the two. That would, I feel like, create, like, a perfect... Mm -hmm. Education. Yeah, mm -hmm. because like whenever they're young, they still learn those important life lessons morals and, and the morals mm -hmm. and uh, life skills. Yet at the same time, they still have faults too. Like yes. every country will have its yeah. faults mm -hmm. with, when it comes to education. But just trying to find like the middle ground between some of the faults and like trying to figure out how you can better your education system is what really matters. Okay. Okay, so I'm America. Here we are, <laughs> USA. And one of the primary things that I found about our education system, it's how diverse our schools are. Like we get public schools, private schools, mm -hmm. all types of schools Options, you can name. Yeah. yeah, and how we handle those are different than how other countries handle those. We have degrees which, which kind of require courses mm -hmm. and we have electives that are sometimes required for those degrees. And an example of that is liberal arts institutions they're primarily private, but they include humanities, languages, social and physical sciences. And also one thing I want to touch on about private schools are that they generally have more money than public schools mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and typically have a religious affiliation and could be single sex schools. And I don't know how other nations handle that about religious affiliations or single-sex schools. I, I would want to know if there are more schools out there like that in other nations. I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, mm -hmm. like, I know Japan has, I'm pretty sure each country has some of those. Um, I had a question, though. So you were talking about public schools versus private ones. Do we know, like, if one system of education, like public or private, is better, like, education-wise than the other, or is it pretty much equal, like, the way that they work? I mean, I feel like there's a little bit of bias, you know, for that, but I mean, I've never personally been inside a private, I mean, yeah, I've never attended a private school, but I know that for public schools, there's a higher admit rate than mm -hmm. private schools, and that's why a lot of people generally go Choose. for public schools. And also private. costs, doesn't yeah. private yeah. school cost mm -hmm. a lot more than... Bringing it back to but what we said earlier, the USA is very like salary and money based. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so salary and money based yeah, at the same time. Like private schools, I know, like I have, I've never been to a private school, but I've done a little bit of research on it and they tend to like, they tend to have more things and more resources for the students to learn mm -hmm. compared to public schools because public schools are only given 2% of the tax money like we talked about in the last podcast and this podcast too and yet private schools people have to pay to get into them so they're getting more money from the people mm -hmm. too i mean i tied so. it back to more of like what you're looking for because like for example we go to a community college shout out to hcc <laughs> and you know we get a two-year associates 
it's a you know they see it as a prep for students to continue an undergrad degree or provide skills that would be essential for employment and when y'all were talking about public universities versus a private university so public universities were founded and subsidized by the u.s state governments to provide a low-cost education to residents in the given state and private schools were kind of just implemented for to kind of better that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's why they cost more yeah. i believe is there like anything y'all see wrong with that system how having different systems could affect this education system well i guess US. it's also going back to like how we were talking about vanguard versus non-vanguard like yeah. how some schools are seen superior than others just because of like who has more money who has more funding and like who's smarter and like less smarter if that makes sense i mean public universities also grant a greater choice of students in a career they want to pursue versus in private schools they're just like they don't really have as many electives or courses for the students to take. And yeah, that's pretty much what I concluded from my research on the comparison between them. And I also found that the calendars vary in our systems. We have a 16 to 18 week system, typically called semesters, and but other education systems in our society have 10 to 12 weeks which are called quarter or trimester systems. Okay. So now to wrap up, our points were that Denmark's education system, a few things that you want to point out that were that the USA can look um, up to. So bringing it back to their like one-on-one -on -one teacher and student mm -hmm. uh, communication and connection. So I believe that they receive a better education because they have more time and more focus on certain students since they have less population or within mm -hmm. the classroom and then um, another thing such as their like morality programs when they're in during their early childhood and like preschool and then relating to what she said Japan as well like we can see a comparison between mm -hmm. the two because they also focus on morals and ethics they're taught that at a very young age and they're also taught a lot of responsibility and gratefulness by like having to make their own lunches and like grow their own food and serve so yeah is there anything else I mean I would like to elaborate a little bit more on the problems of our education system because unlike what you mentioned prof Japan very has very involved is very involved in the community. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Rather, in the U.S., one of our primary struggles, our parents are not involved mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. So maybe that can be something that the U.S.A.'s education system can improve on. In yeah. Their yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And do you guys recognize any other problems in our society or in our education system? Um, I mean, I definitely think that we do have more, but we've kind of gone I found that technology is actually has its problems too. Yeah. Such as like I don't wanna I don't I don't really wanna talk about it, but there's a a little article that I found about cheating and technology oh. and how And I don't believe that Japan and Denmark are very Yeah, I don't I'm not sure about like all the the statistics and facts, but I imagine that they have less access or maybe have more restrictions on technology than we do. Mm -hmm. And it makes sense. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of things we can learn from other education systems, but I think it's just a good idea to look at those and 
think about how we can ex expand upon the current system okay. that we have in the United States. So we would like to cite some sources we used for this podcast. Um, I used School Lunch in Japan, It's Not Just About Eating by Kafku Media. It was a YouTube video and Gogo Nihon, as well as CNN. Uh, sources for Denmark are America's Insensitive Children by Jessica Alexander, Education in Denmark by FYI Denmark, Why Danish Students Are Paid to Go to College by The Washington Post, and Danish School and Education by Work in Denmark. We also cited um, MLK, The Purpose of Education, the letter he wrote to Morehouse College student paper. I would also like to cite an article named The U.S. Educational System provided by Education USA. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>